Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see. When my Lord is living in me, I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. Green grass and flowers all blooming in springtime are works of the Master I live for each day. I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. Tall mountains, green valleys, the beauty that surrounds me all makes me aware of the one who made it all. I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never would part. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning there. Good morning, sunshine. It's so good to see you all. Let's pray together and we'll keep going through the service today. God, thank you so much for the blessings of being together. Thank you for just our family, friends, loved ones. Father, we pray that you be with the, just as we go through, continue through this service. Thanks for the songs we're able to sing to you, songs of truth that encourage our hearts toward you. Father, thank you for the blessings of the fall and the beautiful colors that are just exploding everywhere. Man, I love the fall. And uh, it's just like you um, just kind of show off there a little bit extra. And I pray that you be with all those who are we love that aren't here this morning because they're enjoying those times at a campground or a little vacation. Um, you know, it's a nice time to get away a bit. And Father, I pray that as we go through the rest of this time that you would tune our hearts toward you, move our hearts toward you, God. I pray that, that as we hear a word from you, and I pray that it's from you, that all of our hearts are moved closer. I pray that we don't leave here like we came in. I pray that we're stirred in that direction. But God, to be with you, to hang out with you, to just slow down a bit in a, in a, in a world that is so, so busy, uh, so hurried, Man, it's good to just say a word, look across an aisle, and see people who have a, a, a heart that's like ours, struggling, but, but leaning toward you. Bless us today as we look into this time. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, so we're going through the, you know, the, the, uh, the hurried or the patterns um, um, series. We're going through the patterns series. Talk about hurried. I'm already tipping my hand. So, so the, if you remember... The Romans 12, 2, do not conform. Paul's writing, you know, looking back in view of God's mercy, right? Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. 
Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. There's a pattern, many patterns in the world that we live in. Don't conform to the patterns of the world, but be renewed by the transforming of your mind. And we've been looking at a lot of different patterns that the world uh, wrestles with and that we get stuck in. And one of them we want to look at today is hurried. So here's your discipline for today, okay? When the slide comes up, just stay with me as I read it. You know, it's like we got, we're just speedries, like, da, 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 da. I know what it's going to say. You know how you do that, right? Um, all your ADHD and all that stuff kicks. You're like, I got it. Keep moving. Just slow. I, I know we're already going, so what time is this? 10, 10.35, but we got to eat, and then I got to get to, and then we're already thinking about our schedule, you know? So breathe. Slow down just a moment. I, I mean, I'm the king of hurry. If there's a crown to be won or a prize to be received, that would be me. Don't equate busy as important because that's too easy to do. And there was a time when I thought, I'm busy. I must be getting somewhere in my life. This is so not true. But I'm the king of, of rush. And you know when you're driving down the road and you come to the traffic light, and you, not that I do this, but you're like, four cars, two cars. Four cars, two cars. Wait, semi semi, backhoe, wait, oh, wait, what's that, a lawnmower, oh, and then another semi, five car, sorry, and one Porsche, I'm going with the Porsche, how is a lawnmower outrunning a Porsche out of the red light, and I'm bumping the, you know, it's like, could you please pick it up a little bit here, what's going on, always in a hurry to get anywhere in life, it's, 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 it's not healthy, it's not good, and so here's a definition for you, Hurry definition. It involves excessive haste or a state of urgency. It is associated with words such as hurl, hurdle, hurly burly, weird word for compound, meaning uproar and hurricane, a state of frantic effort one falls into in response to inadequacy, fear, and guilt. John Ortberg owns that. He, he claims that. I mean, it's, it's, it's attributed to him, and it's well said. And there's so many other things that fall into here, right? It's not just inadequacy, not just fear, not just... There's a lot of things that cause us to fall into the hurried mentality. And man, hurried is so not good for our souls. So the story in Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, Jesus shows up. He's just doing what Jesus does. He shows up at Mary and Martha's house, and Martha, like any good lady, well, this doesn't sound right already. It sounds weird. <laughs> Why do you say stuff like that? Martha, like anybody, anyone, but there's just two ladies. That's all he's giving credit to. So, what's, you know, she's going to get them something to eat, and Jesus is teaching and talking and hanging out, and, and Mary's just sitting at his feet. You know this story so well. And Jesus is sharing, Mary's sitting, Martha's busy, Jesus keeps sharing, Mary's just listening, Martha's busy, and eventually, Martha is so upset, I'm doing all the work. Hey, don't you care that my sister's left me in here to do everything? Tell her to get busy, come help me out. Why is not everybody helping? Why are you guys just, do you have time really for church? How can you slow down long enough for Bible study and prayer? There's stuff to be done. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about so many things. Mary has chosen the greater, 
and it won't be taken from her. Not saying that there's not a time to work and to do and to take care of things. Who's going to eat if someone doesn't prepare food? Of course food's important. But there's a timing and a time and a hurried and a settled. And the one thing Jesus was very good at, as Gabe would say here, being in the moment. Remember the communion service? Being in the moment. Jesus was present. He was present. He was not hurried. And we're going to find out more about that as we go through. So here's some examples of hurried. Maybe you'll find yourselves here. I know that, um, I mean, I know that people who have microwaves in their houses, and we always say you stand in front of your microwave tapping your foot. Now, that's not the hurried part. The hurried part's the one behind you going, would you hurry up and get through your food so I can get my food in the microwave? I mean, everything. It's like, do you remember what it was looked like to go out and kill the calf and butcher it and then make it, and then you had to eat it that same day eventually sometime, somewhere? I don't remember that, by the way. But, but, you know, the microwave thing, it makes it so crazy. Air fryer, what? I mean, you could just flush the toilet. We have people in our history that, man, you had, it was work to go to the restroom. I'm sorry, I didn't plan to say that. It just popped up here. Let's just go on with the ones I wrote down. That's <laughs> probably a lot better. Because a lot of things are going through my head all of a sudden. Working the McDonald's drive-thru through for position, and you know you're that guy, and you know, or Chick-fil-A, it's like, I was here before she was. I'm good. And you watch the line go down, take care of me, take care of me, take care of me. May I have your order? No! They got the person in the other line. I, that's not me, but you know the feeling. Trying to get the shortest, fastest checkout line. Church services get shorter, and this is true, right? I mean, we really like to condense this thing down a bit, could we please? This might be the only time you spend singing, thinking, meditating, I mean, hearing a word from God all week. And could we please tighten it up a little bit? That's not meant for guilt or shame or anything else. We get up later to steal sleep. You know this feeling? Get up a little later, steal a little more sleep. Yet we spend no time with our family or in any kind of conversation or just nothing. I, I, I got up later, get a little more sleep, but I don't have time to do nothing. And then we race off late again and again and again, feeling irritated if delayed. We know that. Always feeling like you wish you were, there were more hours in a day. I do not wish there were more hours in a day because it would just be the same. <laughs> if, we, if we give us more hours, we're doing the same old thing. And, and by the way, no statistics on this, but one country messed around a little bit with a 10-day work week. Yeah, we won't even go to that. Feeling guilty, ashamed, like a failure for not doing and doing. And I just got to do something. I just got to get busy. We got to go do something. It's a beautiful day outside. We're going to waste a day if we don't do something. You know this feeling, man. Social media has a huge culprit in inducing hurry. We do know this, right? It is, it, has a, it is a huge culprit. Love it, use it a lot, but it, is, it, has, it, has, it, takes, it has a lot of responsibility in, in, in inducing hurry in our lives. Hurry demands your attention. Slow down here as you read this. Hurry demands your attention, all of it. So choose carefully. What you give your attention to is what you become. 
Scripture says, above all else, guard your heart as the wellspring of life, or out of the, the, the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. So what you give your attention to, the, the, the busy of your day, the places that you go, what you listen to, what you watch, the music and all those kinds, the people you hang out with, what you give your attention to is what you become. You are, you are not going against the flow, marching with the world. <laughs> you are not go, you're not radical. You're not doing anything like that. There's no revolution going on with you. You're just doing what the world, we're just doing what the world does. The average human attention span is eight seconds. Social media induced and other places. Let that sink in a minute. Because I remember what I thought they said it was seven minutes. That's so far gone from eight seconds. And then it was like two and a half minutes. And you got to speak really quickly. Jamie, get a good hook or else everybody's going to be gone. But did you know a jellyfish? Uh, not a jellyfish, a goldfish. The goldfish? You remember when they make fun of the goldfish? He's looking at you. He swims around the, 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 the tank and he goes, oh, hey. <laughs> Never saw you before. He swims around the tank. Oh, hey. Never saw you before. That's us. We live our lives like 51st dates, man. We just forget everything that happened yesterday if we're not careful. We just forget it all. We're so hurried, so rushed. So here are some symptoms. Move on. Here are some hurry symptoms. By the way, in like 1954, hurried illness was tabbed. A, an illness, an actual illness. Now, it never got into the, into the, uh, the you know, as, as far as being tabbed a true medical condition. But, but there, was a, there was a name given to this called hurried illness or hurry illness. Literally, hurried makes you sick physically and mentally and emotionally. Excuse me. Physically, mentally, and emotionally, hurried makes you sick. It makes you ill. Let's look at some of the ways. Um, the symptoms, according to John Michael Comer, we're going to look at a few different things here about this. First, irritability. How, how many times have you been this guy that you're, you're or this girl, you're, you're rushing, 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 and you're just so on edge? You might not be going anywhere. There's just so much you've got to get done that you have no patience for anybody. I live here a lot sometimes, like only in the daytime. Um, hyper, hypersensitivity. Man, that's a tricky word when you're up here. Hypersensitivity. Always 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 overfeeling, overthinking super sensitive hurting my feelings why did you say that what were you thinking why didn't you invite me why didn't you come over overwhelmed and overfeeling about everything restlessness can't be still can't sit still can't get sleep workaholism as a mm, I don't I see a lot of people poking a lot of people here today <laughs> Workaholism, what? It's, a, it's an illness? There's no badge because I work myself to death and sacrifice my family and my kids. There's no medal for that at the end of the race. Emotional numbness. I've heard this so much lately. I, mean, I just don't feel anything. It's just, ugh. Out of control priorities, man, we, I. Lack of care for our bodies. It's a very important thing that we so often overlook, everybody. Escapist behavior, let's press on. Slippage of spiritual disciplines, that's a powerful one, or that's going in your life. Isolation. So you see these, there's 10 things that, 
that, that he would hit in this, that, that really, you know, the illness, this battle, this struggle with hurried in our, heart, in our hearts and in our minds. Add a few. These aren't attributed to John Michael Comer, John Michael Comer but, but some of these are consistent with his burnout. We hear that a lot, just really burnout, especially from college students. I get burnout listening to their burnout. I'm just saying, but I'm glad to be there. <laughs> we love these. It's just like, oh man, I hate college. I love students. I hate constant worry. I mean, just always, just something, anxiety, things just ramping up, and we say, well, that's just my anxiety. No, it's not just your anxiety. This is a problem. Damage to physical health, fatigue. Do you know that hurried is the number one cause for brain fog? I mean, there's a lot of other places you can get brain fog. One, not sleeping will give you brain fog. Too much caffeine, porn, uh, drugs, things like that will give you brain fog. But hurry is the number one reason for brain fog, at least from the place I got my information. Fixation on saving time, that's a big one. Wow, you know, the, the, the schedules that are just so, so tight you can't fit anything else in. Irritability, there's one consistent with John Michael Comer, relationship strain. And then we all can look across the room and go, yeah, I understand when I'm so busy, the tension it puts on every relationship in my life, especially the important ones. Now back to John Michael Comer, don't read too fast. You need to hear this, I need to hear this. Hurry kills relationships because love takes time. Hurry doesn't have it. It kills joy, let's read that again. Hurry kills relationships. Love takes time. Hurry doesn't have it. It kills joy, gratitude, appreciation. People in a rush don't have time to enter the goodness of the moment. Remember Gabe up here, the be present. We're sharing in this communion service. What is this moment about? Can we be right here, please? Don't be wherever you gotta go in the next two hours, three hours. Don't think about tomorrow. This is the only one you, you have. You might not make it to dinner, sorry. It's very important to know that, so you stay where you are. You only have this. Hurry, it doesn't have time to enter the goodness of this moment. This is a cool moment. I mean, I would hang out with you guys anywhere. I like you guys, so this is a good day for me. It's like, wow, people picked me. No, we just showed up at church, Jamie. Well, it feels like it in my head. That's what I'm telling myself. And, and it's the moment, and it's a good one, right? It's a good moment. It kills wisdom. Wisdom is born in the quiet, the slow. Wisdom has its own pace. It makes you wait for it. Wow. It's like love. It's like God. It's like Jesus. It's like what he brings. You will not outwalk God. And he won't outwalk you. He'll stay right there with you, and he's got a small, slow, chill walk. He is not in a rush anywhere. Hurry kills all that we hold dear. Spiritually, it causes death spiritually. It kills you in your health, in your marriage, in your family, thoughtful work. I mean, we know all these, right? But did you, did marriage, family, thoughtful work is just getting a job done now. You know, I thought this was going to be really cool. I thought I would love my job, and I did at one time, but now it doesn't mean anything to me. Kills your creativity, your generosity, whatever you name, you name your value. Hurry is a sociopathic predator loose in our society. And you thought you were just busy. He thought you were just a little rushed. 
there's a sociopathic killer chasing you all the time, on the loose, and nobody's doing anything about it. So if, if we're going to see this well and understand what it is, what would we, how would we learn to be different from this or different about this? How could we approach this differently? Well, one we could learn from Jesus because Jesus did all things well. And Jesus, the one thing you could say about Jesus, he was never hurried, ever hurried. As a matter of fact, I just said that. Jesus was never hurried. He got a word about Lazarus dying, but he waited two days. Could you see this? The, this, the, the disciples are like standing up going, Jesus, um, Bethany, Lazarus dying? Oh, uh, you guys have, could, where, did, where are the peanuts? You know, and could I, I, what are you doing? Sit down for a while. Where are you going? There's no, there's, where, where, there's no rush. He was, and, and if he hurried, you would have never seen Lazarus come forth. Right? He told the disciples, let's go rest. He tells them to come back from a journey. Go with me to a quiet place because they're so busy. Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. He's just smooth walking off to go rest and slow down. And if you know the Bible, you would know that immediately a bunch of people showed up because they didn't want Jesus to rest. They wanted him to heal and bless them. And so Jesus didn't even get in a hurry to rest. He healed them and fed them. He healed them and fed them. He wasn't even a, he wasn't even a hurry to rest. He just did what he did. Though everybody wanted him, he constantly got away with God. And in the Mary, Mary and Martha story, if you remember, we talked about it a while ago. He told Martha, chill. Mary's doing it right. We're just going to let her be her. Chill. Mary's doing it right. Let it happen. Jesus didn't allow hurry to control him. He was always present. He stayed. We've said this already. He stayed right there. Always stayed right there. So what are we going to do about it? Thinking about Jesus, okay, thinking about what he did and how he lived his life. He's the only one that lived this life well. And we often say, you know, I would like to be like Jesus. And so what, you, what we would say is we wear braces and say, what would Jesus do? But something I was reading the other day that really resonated with me, he said, what would Jesus do if he were me? Not just what would Jesus do. I got to go figure out what Jesus would do. When I figure out what Jesus would do, when I put it together, I'll go do that. No, what would Jesus do if he were me? That's really what was meant by that in the first place, of course. And I say, join the resistance. <laughs> we're making ourselves crazy. How would we do that, right? How would we, how would we overcome this stuff, we would join the resistance against hurry. We gotta slow ourselves down a bit. And the first one would be overcoming hurry with presence. Like I, I know that, you know, you used to be, it used to be said that you couldn't be two places at the same time. And man, you're, we're everywhere now. I mean, how many social media apps could you have and, and update every one of them? And then you, you could text your friends I can text my friends and I can hit, you know, I don't know, three or four group text, group message. Some may be in Columbus, some may be in Dayton, some might be in Tegucigalpa, Honduras, but I'm there in a moment, but I'm not, because I'm not here, right? I mean, as long as I'm 
talking to you in Honduras, even though I'm standing in Minford, where am I really? I'm somewhere in between. So overcome hurry with just being right here. Be fully where your feet are. Some old timers that I've known in the past, they say this so well, be where your feet are. Don't be anywhere else. Stay, be right where you are. Slow down, honestly. Let your soul catch up to your body. John Michael Comer said this. It just, it just jumped out at me. Let, sometimes there, 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 there are some other countries, the third world countries, that you would work with and you would hire people to help you as a guide or whatever. And there are times when your pace just gets way ahead of their pace. And these are the kinds of things they would say. I'm not getting in a rush. I'm letting my soul catch up because <laughs> we are just going way too fast, too much, too long. Slow down. Stop multitasking. This is an interesting statistic. Uh, interesting statistic. When you do, you lose 10 points of IQ every time you switch tasks. I don't know what happened there with statistic. Okay, that's a weird word. Stop multi when you multitask. There's a there's like this there's this like brilliant thing that we think we are or we become. I can multitask. I can do I can do all these things at once. I'm reading this book and reading this book and I'm writing this article and I'm texting my and mom and dad and or husband and wife and when you multitask every moment that you change you lose ten points of IQ every time you go to the other thing. Now, obviously you don't lose until you have no IQ left, but it just causes more and more and more fog in your head, in your heart, in your mind. So literally, busy just makes you dumb. When you're this busy and you multitask and do these kinds of things, it just makes you dumb. You say things like statistic because you can't get the word out. It just makes you dumb. We're so hurried, we're, we're, we're dumber in everything relationships to God, relationships to one another, our work, our play, and everything. God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. He just walked. It's a cool scene. We like saying that. You know that old, old song? I come, uh, was it in the garden? I come to the garden alone, what's the course? And he walks with me and he talks with me. He tells me I'm his own. The joy we share as we tarry there and meaning hang out. I know that's an old word. God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Jesus walked with his disciples. He walked. Didn't rent a cab, didn't get an Uber, didn't fly, didn't even get a horse, had a mule. Uh, Jesus walked, God walked, Jesus walked with his disciples. Take time to learn to walk with God. Then make the time to do it often. And be fully present. The, the, most, the, the, the complaint I hear the most about reading the Bible and prayer is, I just always fall asleep. <laughs> and then we say, but I'll bet you God really likes it when I fall asleep talking to him. Oh, well, if you get more than five words in, I'm sure it's pretty good with him. But, but when we're so busy that every time we start praying or reading, you just conk off to sleep, it's probably not a sign of a great relationship. So learn to walk with God. Take time to learn to walk with God. It takes time to learn to walk with God because it's uncomfortable. Taking time and not hurrying is difficult with anybody. 
Everyone you're ta you talk to and hang out with, while the conversation's going on, it's good. And then when the conversation starts to tap out a little bit, you're like, hey, yeah, that's really cool, but I've got this other stuff to do. And so, and then you're just starting to ease yourself out of the situation. Learn to walk with God and then take time to do it often and be fully in the moment. This isn't negotiable, man. If you're going to be someone that's connected to God, if you're going to be someone that has a healthy spiritual life, physical life, mental, emotional life, if you're going to be a Jesus person, you've got to find time. You've got to make time to be here and be present. Vacation with your family and truly get away with them. There's a good one right there. Those staycations, man. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> the, uh, well, we'll just talk about that in the back another time. Vacation with your family and truly get away with them. Be fully present when you're there. That's a tough one. It's difficult for everybody. I had to learn to like the beach. I had to learn to like this because I was just always, it's so hard to sit still, so hard to do. But I love my family. I want to be there with them. Take a day off reasonably often and do nothing you'll be missed but it'll be okay some of us might not be missed <laughs> just might be like oh good now we can get some stuff done around here practice sabbath you know, this, the, 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 you know when when you know six days god created everything it's just right in the beginning beginning of the bible beginning god created heaven and the earth and made everything and then on the sabbath he just chilled and made it holy and they did it all through Old Testament. And he didn't, Sabbath was not a mandated like a law, like a law law that was ever washed away. He made Sabbath holy. And as time moved on through scripture, you know, a lot of men, a lot of religious, they continued to honor Sabbath. One of the things about us is he never washed it away and said, you don't do that anymore. But I'll tell you one of the things we don't do. We don't slow down and just take a day just to be, just to do nothing. It's difficult to do. It's a hard place to find yourself, to give a day, to find a day that you shut everything down except, except God's stuff. Nothing but God's stuff. And maybe nothing. C.S. Lewis said, God doesn't always want to use you. Sometimes he just wants to be with you. Could we just stop rushing? Fix the world, to heal the world, to do everything else. Could we just hang out a little bit, get ourselves connected, then we'll go do all those things. But you're always rushing, always busy, always hurried, always on the go, too busy to practice. What The Sabbath was made for man. What was it made for? To slow down. Jesus is talking about it in... With his disciples, he's going through picking heads of grain, and, they're, and, the, and the Pharisees are like, wow, whoa, hey, what's going on here? He's not honoring the Sabbath. It reminds him of David eating the showbread, right, in the Old Testament. And then he says this awesome word. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You're making this thing a legalistic thing. Slow down. Make it a spiritual moment. Hang out with God and stop always being in a hurry. Stop always being hurried. Learn to play and immerse yourself fully in it. Remember when you used to play? You just laugh. Well, while we're saying that, find your fun again. Remember when you used to be fun? Like people used to like you? <laughs> it's fun to be around. Oh, wow. This is some of the funnest, nicest people I ever knew. I just love it. And then something happened. 
And you're told you're supposed to be in a hurry. You're supposed to be busy. You're supposed to hurry and hurry and hurry and hurry. And if, you, if life's not squeezed out of you and sucked out of you and you're not, you don't have a scowl and you don't have a frown and your hair's not just all falling out from anxiety and worry that you're really not a man or you're really not a woman, I think Jesus was pretty awesome to be around. I think it was a lot of fun to be around. People chose to be around him. And when he was around them, he gave people life. He gave people hope. He's like, you hang out with me, man. A stream of living water is going to flow out of you. And people are going to be fed by it. And now I say, hang out with us. We'll take all the fun out of life. A stream of bitterness, yuck, flow out of you. I'll bet you people can't wait to come to church. That'd be so good. No, man, come on. Learn to play. Immerse yourself fully in it. Just goof off. Goof off. Say something dumb. This will make people laugh. And find your fun again. You're allowed to be fun. You're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to be present. You're allowed to just be here. And enjoy what's going on in your world. It's for social media. I'm checking out here on my, my microphone, I think. Or get off it all together. Get out in nature. Hike or just walk often. Find a rhythm with God's good creation. He has made everything so, so good. Listen, um, it's not good to be hurried. It's horrible to be hurried. Nobody likes to be around hurried people. You do not see the Spirit of God in people who are hurried because Jesus just walked. And he stayed. You didn't see him with the woman caught in adultery going, let's get this over with. I got somewhere else to be. <laughs> Can we please pick this up for just a moment? Oh, wait just a second. I got a couple things to do, and then I'll, then I'll get to you. He never did that. He never lived like that. And we don't have to either. But it's going to take a lot of practice, a lot of God peeling away stuff so that we can be present with him and with one another like he is present with us. Listen, this, um, I'm finished here. If you struggle with this, we have, if you, want to, if you were, were of the mind to come forward because this bothered you, have a moment, it's called an invitation. Um, we'd say, come on. And, uh, and one of our elders will pray with you. And while they're praying with you, they'll say, will you hurry up so you can talk to them? I'm kidding. They would not do that. <laughs> they would say, we get it. We live here as well. We live in the same world. If you've not given your life to Jesus through immersion, if you've not taken that step to, be, to die in the water to yourself and be raised in new life, they would do that for you as well. Whatever your desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing.
chance to be with us and if you join us online we're glad to have you with us as well uh, I want to thank uh, Sean for leading us, leading us in worship and for Jamie's lesson I couldn't help but think about a couple different episodes of the Andy Griffith show with that sermon and uh, that's a compliment by the way <laughs> and we're not going to have a band concert this afternoon for those of you who might remember one of those episodes so <laughs> Uh, hopefully you received a bulletin this morning. There's a lot of things in there. I'll try to highlight uh, several of those. Uh, first of all, on our, on our prayer request, uh, if, you, if you haven't heard, uh, Wayne, Wayne and Ermalee were out in Colorado visiting Wayne's brother, Steve, and he had a fall and he broke his hip. So he had surgery yesterday, and uh, we heard from him this morning that he's doing good. He's, he's obviously in some pain, but he's, he's doing good. So. Uh, please keep uh, Wayne and Ermley in your prayers. It's never a good time to do something like that, especially if you're on vacation, visiting family and, and out west. So please keep uh, them in your prayers. And uh, Ryan Creel had a procedure, some procedure done this week. He's waiting on some test results, so we need to pray that that would all come out okay. And, uh, 
he would get some positive results there and nothing, nothing serious going on. And uh, also Nick Davis's dad, he had uh, back surgery uh, recently and he had some complications with infection and he was taken back to the ICU. But I understand his blood workup came back looking better and he's gonna be moving to another room. So it's looking good for him, but please keep Nick's dad in your prayers as well. And it's good to see Karen with us this morning, Karen Griffith, after she's had some uh, uh, issues with her heart and procedures, and it's glad to have her back with us. And uh, for all those that uh, God's brought back to us, we're thankful and grateful for that. Is there any other updates on our prayer concerns or sick list? Now, there's a lot of sniffles and colds and all kinds of stuff going on now. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's just, I guess that comes with the changing of the leaves. So... <laughs> uh, don't forget next next Sunday is uh, set our clocks back an hour. <laughs> I thought we were ending that. Wasn't there talk about ending that? I can't keep track of what they're doing, but uh, but don't forget set your clocks back next week. Uh, home groups continue tonight. It's not too late to to uh, participate in that. This will be our last night of that, so uh, take part in that as well. Our Veterans Day tribute, uh, video tribute will be on Sunday, the November 12th. There's information there if you'd like to add a photo or update a photo, uh, you can do that there. So that'll be here in two weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, November 26th will be our Thanksgiving service. We always look forward to that, and the men will be speaking for us, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, mark your calendar, November 26th. And also on the 5th, November 5th, is our fellowship meal and our our send-off for Therese and Jordan is moving to Alabama, so everybody take a look at that. The main course will be provided and drinks. We just need side dishes and desserts. And our new directory is being printed. We'll, we'll have that out soon. Uh, Spirit Fest sign-up sheet, it's in the back for the teens. It's planning on going to that. That's November 17th and 19th. So get your name on that list as well. Uh, this item for uh, this month at Midwestern is toothpaste and toothbrushes, so we can bring those in as well. Anything else that needs mention? Anything I might have missed? Okay, I uh, I like to read uh, different translations. Some people don't, some people do, but I like to I like to bounce around in, in translations when I read some scripture, just to compare, and maybe something will jump out at me that I hadn't noticed before. And I wanted to read from Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-four this morning. I really like the way this reads. This kind of struck a chord with me. Romans 8, 34. If I can find it here, it says, <clears throat> this is from the message, but you'll, you'll recognize this. It says, who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the very presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not anger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or, in, or dead or angelic or demonic today or tomorrow, high or low, Thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us. So think about that 
today and enjoy your family and your friends and your afternoon and we look forward to our home groups tonight and and wednesday we have bible study here so come back then one more thing i forgot this it was right here in front of me the insert in there uh november the second is the parent teacher conferences at uh, medford and between three and seven or any time you can drop any of these items off of school uh, they have like a, a pantry at school and they're collecting uh, clothing and gently used shoes and all kinds of donations there. Look at this, it has all the information. Uh, you can drop them off of school anytime, but this is gonna be something that's going on there. They call it Fill the Minibus event. So take a look at that and help out where you can. So if you would, uh, stand with me and we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for uh, this time of year. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for all the ways you watch over us, Lord. We can look around and we cannot deny that you're a God of all creation, Lord. We thank you for loving us. We thank you so much for Jesus, what he means to us, Lord. As uh, we've talked about here this morning, the, the gift of your son and what that means, Lord. Help us, to, uh, help us to be in that moment daily to realize that we've been bought and paid for with the precious blood of your son, Lord. And it's, uh, it's not a fable. It's not a fairy tale. Lord, it really happened. We believe it. Help our unbelief, Lord. Help us to be stronger and more faithful to you. Help us to love each other more, to love you more. Lord, we pray for all those on our prayer list. The ones we mentioned here this morning, we pray for Wayne, that you would please heal him, bring him back to us, ease his pain, bless the Ermelie, watch over them. For Ryan, he has uh, good uh, test results. And for Nick's dad, we pray that he would uh, get to go home soon. And we're thankful for Karen and all those you've healed and brought back to us, Lord. You are the great physician. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for being our God. Pray that we can take the things we studied this morning, that we might uh, we might slow down, Lord. We might look around. We might enjoy life more and enjoy you more just by not being in a hurry. Lord, we know this world's not our home, so why would we get so involved in it? Lord, help us to think about things above and help us just to uh, spread your love to those around us that we are in contact with. Help us to be good examples. Go with us this day, Lord, and bless us and draw us close to you. And we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.